on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Purcell, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Andy and DJ. Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for. If this is uh, your first time joining, it's cruise the internet. We put up topics on the screen, what's going on in the world. We talk about it. We speculate what's true, speculate on what's not true. And then we talk about how we, the people, have to work to solve some of these problems going on in the world. Other times you tune in, as in like yesterday, you're going to have Q&AF. That's where you submit questions and we answer them live on the show. Uh, <clears throat> you can submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube in the comments and we'll uh, pick some from there as well. Just drop your question down there in the comments. Um, those questions could be about anything, by the way. They could be about entrepreneurship, business, what's going on, how to win. Uh, we'll hit whatever, man. It could be about anything. But most of the questions we like to hit are about personal development, business, entrepreneurship, how to win, how to get better, and, uh, you know, how to be a great example of a winning human being in society. And we all know that that's needed more than ever. So uh, then other times we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. And then we have 75 hard verses. That's where somebody who has completed 75 hard program comes on the show, talks about how their life was before, how their life is now, and how you can improve your life using the 75 hard program. If you're unfamiliar with the 75 hard program, it is the initial phase of the live hard program. And you can get that program for free at episode 208. It is the world's most popular mental recalibration program, and it is free. Uh, episode 208 on the audio feed. You can go there and get that. If you want to know the inside nuts and bolts, you can buy the book on mental toughness, which is available on my website, andyforsella.com. Uh, it's not required to buy. All the information you need to do the program is in episode 208. Uh, but if you're someone like me that likes to know the ins and outs and everything about things, it's a great book. It also has... Uh, 10 plus chapters on mental toughness, why it's important, how we apply it to our lives, what kind of impact it can make on your life, along with some case studies on some exceptional humans who have done exceptional things with mental toughness. So uh, that's andyforsella.com if you guys want that. Now we have this thing you're going to notice about our show. We don't run ads on the show. Unlike literally every other podcast, uh, I've never run ads on the show. Um, I do it for free and I pay for it out of my pocket. And the reason I do that is because I believe in the message. I believe it needs to be heard. And I don't want to listen to someone else tell me what I can and can't say because they're advertising on the show. Uh, so we don't run ads on the show. And in exchange for that, we have this thing we call the fee. And the fee is very simple. Uh, please share the show. All right. We get shadow banned, traffic throttled everywhere we post, everything we do because we talk about uncomfortable topics um, and we keep it real. So for the word to get out, we need your guys' help. And a lot of you guys do an amazing job getting this, and we appreciate it. Uh, but if you're new here or you haven't been sharing the show, please do pay the fee. Uh, that's how people find out about the show. So uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. And then another thing. Buy my shit. <laughs> Not an ad. <laughs> All right. Anyway. You know what's cool about that? I mean, we talk about, <clears throat> like, for somebody who can who can – accurately speak on culture bro you know what's cool is seeing all the stories of the people uh our customers who like are out in the stores and they'll see the cans and, and they go to straighten them yeah and get those logos straight yep. like you talk about movement you talk yeah. about true real fucking yeah like that's it listen that's man, cool listen dude our people the people who listen to this show and the people who uh patronize our companies these people understand what it means to Set an example. Mm -hmm. They understand what it means to do things right. They make an effort to be better every single day. And that's the most important thing that we could have in culture right now. You know, when we talk about personal excellence being the ultimate rebellion, it really does come from us living a certain standard, which has to do with how we do everything. Because we all know how we do the little things is also how we do the big things. And the little things compound into the big result that we call our life. And if we cut corners and we don't do things right or we pass things that we know we should do and we don't do them, that erodes our discipline over time. And when our discipline gets eroded over time, it affects all areas of our life. So when you look at something, this is just a little tip that I share uh, quite often in RTA Syndicate and when I talk about entrepreneurship. But when you look at things that you know need to be done and you see them, like let's say you're walking across the parking lot and you see a shopping cart 
and you just go and get in your car and drive off, even though you know it's wrong, that shopping cart should not be out in the parking lot, even though you're not the one to put it out there, but you passed by it because it wasn't your responsibility. You have to understand what you just did was you took units away from your discipline skill set. No different than Madden football or a video game where they have ratings, okay? So you saw something that needed to be addressed and you walked by it and didn't address it at all. And that means that your rating went down a couple notches. And so when we start looking at skill sets as something that are perishable and go down when we ignore them and go up when we invest in them, now we understand how the game really works because we're all sharp in different areas, weak in other areas. And if we want to be sharp in all areas, we have to look at these things as perishable skill sets that we make investments to. And if you were to take that shopping cart and put it back in its place, even though it's not your responsibility, then you are making an investment into your discipline skill set. And so this is, this is the way that it actually works. And we talk a lot about this in the 75 hard, also in my book. Um, but the reality is, is that most people just think that these things like discipline or grit or fortitude or perseverance are just things that people have naturally, and they're not. They make small little investments on a daily basis to compound over time to make the entire skill set. And that entire skill set is very valuable in the big picture of life. So, you know, when you see people like going into the grocery store and straightening our cans out, they understand what they're doing. That's not just like, oh, I'm a fanatical first form fan. They understand what I'm talking about here. They understand, hey, I do love this company, but also I'm going to take a minute to represent it the right way. And they do it on their own. And it's fucking cool. But that comes from people understanding. Most of these people are familiar with 75 hard and they're familiar with live hard. And they're not one of these people on the Internet that thinks it's a weight loss challenge or some fitness challenge. It's a fucking mental recalibration program. And the people that understand it understand what we're talking about. And they do things like that. And they, you know, when 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 appropriate so i do think it's amazing and i appreciate all you guys that do it and uh yeah i think people are going to be surprised what we do um with first form from here on out i think a lot of i think a lot of people well they're they have no fucking idea i just keep it at that <laughs> yeah i fucking love it man yeah <clears throat> i love it uh guys cti yeah you want you want to you want to do some cruising yeah i do yeah. i like to cruise i'm gonna be my my, my shotgun I'll, I'll take shotgun. Yeah? Yeah. Where are we going to eat, though? <laughs> That's all I'm worried about, bro. I mean, it's going to be somewhere fucking good. That's a fact. That's, that's a fact. Like, two gonna, two gonna, of us ain't fucking that up. We're going to find we That's right. We're going to find a good food. We ain't going to starve. That's know? right. <laughs> Guys, let's get into this cruise. Remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos... Go to AndyFrisella.com. You guys can find the link there. We uh, we like to, I, I want to remind people, we do this for a reason, so that way you guys don't think we're just putting bullshit up here, right? Like, that's a way for you guys to go do your own research and look into your own stuff and let those sink in, right? Yeah, I think it's always good to share where you're getting information. Where, where's your, where, what's your yeah. sources? You know, those the, the internet loves to say, source! Right. Science! Where, where, where can I see this? What's your source on this? Yeah. And we, and we and we use everybody here. That's fine. We, there's yeah. no discrimination. Yeah, we we do on sources. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's get into it. We got headline number one. Uh, let's talk about it, man. Chiefs three peat winners win. Chiefs won. Yeah. What do we say on Friday? I know we talked about it. I uh, think I said, I said Chiefs win. I think I said Mahomes is a winner. He's hard to beat. Yeah, but then you also said, but I'm not gonna like. Uh, put put the. I'm say? pretty sure if we go back and listen to the show, I told you guys that it was going to be an overtime win, and Mahomes was going to throw a touchdown pass, and this was happening exactly like I said. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Is that not what I said? Yeah, I can confirm that's. What yeah, that's what I said. All right, see, see, that's yeah. my homie right there. No, <laughs> 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 well, but yeah, so they so they win Hey, that was, listen, it was a hell of a game. Yeah, dude, and like so, like I went to a watch party, and like a lot of people were getting it, but like they gotta remember. By the way, just for those of you that didn't catch the other, sh- I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. I was laying it on pretty thick. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, no, nah, dude. Like I thought it was a very, very impressive defensive game on both I, sides. Yeah, like a low scoring game that means your defense is doing the job. Yeah, if they don't <laughs> score, you don't win. Um, they were doing really, really good. It was a good. I thought it was a good game overall. Um, but yeah, so but uh. <laughs> yeah, so three times the champions. Um, Mahomes but, is hard to beat, bro. Dude, he, he's an athlete. He, he no, is. he's a fucking winner. It's not just that he's an athlete. He's a winner. Like, bro, there's lots of athletes. There's lots of people with the raw talent 
to win. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people that just win when the fucking pressure is on and they figure out how to win. That is a that is a gift mm. that is very, very rare. You know, most people, when the pressure gets like that, they can't Crumble. perform as well. Yeah. That, the, the, the true champions, the guys that Tim Grover calls cleaners, these people get better under those circumstances. Yeah. So it was it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah. But I mean, there's, like obviously there's gonna be controversy with all of this stuff. There's there's always some controversy. Did you see the um did you see uh Coach Reed and uh Travis Kelsey getting yeah. that little yeah, I did. A little shovel. Yeah, I did. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So there, there's some, it's been unearthed a little bit. So uh, this says how the truth could come out about Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, Super Bowl blow up tells the world. So Travis Kelsey knows there's a way where the true exchange between a star tight end and Chiefs head coach Andy Reid from Super Bowl 2024 surfaces, even if they keep cracking jokes about the dust up and pretend as if it was no big deal. But Kelsey. Uh, we'll let any possible clips from his microphone dictate whether or not that scenario materializes. Quote, you guys saw that, Kelsey uh, Kelsey said, according to the Associated Press. Quote, I'm going to keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world. I was just telling him how much I loved him. So this, this is the clip. Let's watch the clip. Uh, the fumble. Here's a clip. He comes over to Andy. He goes, keep me in. What happened is... On the fumble, he was not in the game. Noah Gray went in, and he had to block. It's possible he said, I love you. <laughs> he didn't say, I love you. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. But, but uh, So they did reach out to Coach Reed. Uh, they were able to get an answer from him. So he, uh, this is Coach Reed's response. He says, quote, uh, he caught me off balance, Reed told reporters, according to ESP, uh, ESPN. Quote, I wasn't watching. He was really coming over and saying, just put me in. I'll score. I'll score. So that's really what it was. Um, I love that. It's not the first time. I appreciate him. The part I love is he loves to play the game and he wants to help the team win. It's not a selfish thing. That's not what it is. I understand that. And he says, quote, as much as he bumps into me, I get after him and we understand that. He just caught me off balance. Uh, so after their exchange, Kelsey hugged Reed and the coach patted him on the back, according to The Athletic. Um, yeah, I mean, it happens. Listen, dude. I think people making a big deal out of this are fucking pussies. Yeah. That's what I think. Mm. You've never played at a high level. You have zero fucking intensity. You don't understand anything about what it's like to compete at a high level. These guys are these guys have worked their entire lives since they were little bitty fucking kids mm. to get to this game. All right. And by the way, I'm not the biggest fan of this dude. Let's be real. I don't yeah. like that he took the Pfizer deal. I think he's I don't like his girlfriend. <clears throat> Listen, there's a lot of things about him. Like, I just call it how it is. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a great fucking player, bro. And honestly, I like his swag. He's going to tote the ball. I, yeah, I just don't like that Pfizer bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, people are getting sick. People are fucking actually getting harmed from this. And I don't think that's cool. And so that's where my gripe is. But as a player, he's fucking dominant. That's the facts. And, dude, the fact that he has that intensity and all these people don't understand it is why he's there and you're not. That's what people don't understand. So here's where the problem is. He shouldn't have bumped into the guy. The guy's old, right? And the center of gravity. Yeah, listen, off. it could have been handled differently. I can appreciate the intensity, but I think most people that are criticizing him, like I've seen these videos that are like, Taylor Swift needs to run because he's a fucking he's psycho. An Motherfucker, he's <laughs> in the middle of the Super Bowl. And he's pissed off because he wants to fucking win. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they just fumbled. Like, listen to, to me. The ball. To me, teams. amongst winners, this is normal. If you don't have that, I don't even want to play with you. Like, mm. I don't even want you on my fucking team if you're not that fucking passionate about winning. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. Okay. So, did he fuck up a little bit by bumping into him? Yeah, I think he went a little too aggressive. But at the end of the day, uh, this is the intensity of high level competition that mm -hmm. we're seeing. And most people just ain't ever fucking seen it before. Yeah. So they're, you know, people make it this into this huge deal. And it's because they never competed. They never played anything. They never done anything at a high level. They fucking are normal people who look at this and say, look, you're fucking, and they want to talk some shit. Yeah. And then he comes out in the second half and fucking wrecks listen, fucking, listen, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The guy's a fucking, the guy is a fucking winner, dude. Yeah. He's as much of a winner as, as, as uh, Mahomes. There's things I don't like about, like, and it's not that he's swaggy, bro. I can appreciate that. I think Conor McGregor is the coolest fucking guy on the planet with his swag. I like swag. But what I don't like is when you take a deal where there's tons of evidence where people are getting sick and hurt, mm -hmm. 
for a check. That to me, that's not cool. Or a girlfriend. Y- yeah, whatever, dude. And <clears throat> anyway, but the point of the matter is, and here's what I will say: Andy Reid fucking protected him with his comments, covering that. Like, dude, that yeah. could have been way worse if Andy Reid said, "Yeah, man, that got out of hand." Blah blah blah. But see, that's elite level leadership discipline that you're witnessing here. Mm-hmm. What you're seeing is a man who understands that this dude overreacted a little bit in the heat of the battle. And I'm not going, as a coach, I'm not going to destroy the team chemistry or create a rift in this amazing thing that we have going on, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, by letting him fry on national television. And so I respect Andy Reid for for protecting him the way that he did. And honestly, the truth is, these dudes go to battle together every single day. These are like brothers. And yeah, Andy Reid might be older and Travis Kelsey might be younger. But, like, I could promise you if they were the same age, they'd beat the fuck out of each other and then hug afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what it's like, you know? So, to me, I thought it was way blown out of proportion. You know, I think Andy Reid handled it as a true fucking real elite-level leader, which is apparent because he wins everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. So, I, and as much as I, you know, don't like everything that Kelsey does— I, I I thought this was way blown out of proportion. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, other mm. weird things that popped up. Did you see uh, the kind? So I, I know commercials are always a big deal, bro. You know what I'm saying though. Most people live in a fucking bubble. No, it's armchair quarterback. Like they live in this. You guys live in yeah. like, bro. People live in this bubble where they think there's no competition and intensity's bad. Mm. And this is why you fucking lose. You fucking lose because you don't understand what's going through that man's fucking mind right now. Yeah. Maybe if you had a little bit more of that, your life would look different. That's the truth. And I'm not some fucking Kelsey fan. That, but that's the truth. That's comp- I like it. As a competitor, I'm like, fuck yeah, bro. That's badass. Did he bump him and shit? Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, he's fucking old. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Could have broke. Seriously, could have fell down and hurt himself. Okay? But at the end of the day, winners fucking get, are intense. They want to fucking win. Yeah. Yeah, now the other thing in the Super Bowl are, are the commercials and stuff. Um, that's usually always a big deal. A lot of the commercials were kind of trash, if you ask me. But did you see the Kanye West commercial? Uh-uh. Yeah. So, so apparently Kanye West, the seller means Kanye West divides fans after blowing $7 million on a Super Bowl advertising spot to share a bizarre homemade video filmed in the backseat of his car. So this guy just bought his own Super Bowl ad. Yeah. And put a video in it. And then recorded it from, from his phone, from his backseat of his car. I didn't see this. Let's watch this clip. I got, I got, got it. I got it here. Twenty nine seconds. Here we go. <laughs> hey y'all, this Jay, and it's my commercial. And since we spent all the money on the commercial spot, we actually didn't spend any money on the actual commercial. But the idea is, I want you to go to Yeezy.com, Y-E-E-Z-Y.com, and I'm gonna write it at the bottom of the screen. And I got some shoes. And mm, that's it. <laughs> Seven million fucking, fucking dollars. Hold on. Genius. That's fucking genius. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. So first of all, dude, listen. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says about Kanye West. That motherfucker is smart as fuck. He's smart, man. Dude, he takes he takes his brand, spends seven million dollars, and he understands that everybody else is making these polished commercials and all. And he's like, fuck it, I'll just shoot it right here. Like that's genius shit. You know, you know the size of balls that takes to do, and I bet it worked too. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you it worked. Yeah, man. it's fucking. I think he made so, like eighteen million or something on his website. Really? Just for that? Yeah. From that? That's crazy. Well, not only that, that's not what he, I mean. That's that's his first hit. How many of those people are going to buy other shit? How many of those people are going to become residual customers on his business? Right. So clearly, so we spent all the money on the, but we didn't spend no money on making it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Bro, I love it, man. I love I it. It's great. Last little piece of bullshit I want to bring up here before we get to our next headline um, that's been causing quite a bit of ruckus is this uh, this whole thing with the Black National Anthem, man. And I, and I want to say this first. Like, we have one. We don't need another one. We don't need three of them. We don't need four. We have one national anthem that we all should stand for and we all should participate in. Um, and it's been getting some heat for them doing uh, doing the black one. So so here's a, here's a, here's a headline. It reads, Democrat Congressman sends absurd tweet about Super Bowl crowd not standing for lift every voice and sing. Um, and here, so here's this tweet. First, so so it's um, this is the guy. It's Steve uh, Steve Cohen. This is him here. 
Okay, he's a uh, representative out of um, uh, RDO. Just so you know, this is a white dude. Yeah, white dude. He, what is that? What is that hairstyle you guys rock? That's, What's that called? That's called fucking. I got shit on my hard drive. I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the fuck that's called. <laughs> Give me the, give me the. I got shit on my hard drive. I shouldn't cut. Oh shit! Give Is that me, not what that's called? That's that's called the five hundred feet from any public school. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's called. I got to register before I move into a new neighborhood. Oh shit! Oh fuck! That's, that's what the fuck that's called. <laughs> so this guy, this guy, uh, Steve Cohen. He's the uh, he's a representative from Memphis, Tennessee. He tweeted this out because apparently nobody stood for it. Oh man. Shocking. You know why? Because no one cares. Fuck. No one cares, bro. No, Pe- the, people uh, are tired of being divided. People are tired the of the shit. The irony, the people who are upset that nobody stood for this one are the same people who were like, well, we don't have to stand for the American na- na- National Anthem. You know, when fucking Kaepernick was doing all of his bro, shit. listen, fuck all these people. It's dumb shit. But let's look at his tweet, and I want to see, I want I want you to tell me if there's anything that stands out to you, okay? Here, here is this tweet from Representative Steve Cohen. <sighs> The Negro National Anthem? <laughs> Holy shit. This motherfucker's tweet. Here's what it says. How how does this guy get away with saying shit like this? Oh, it gets worse. It's get, it gets Here's worse. his tweet. Just so you know, I'm not just saying this. Okay? <laughs> very, very... Yes, quote, go, quote. Yes, quote. <laughs> very, very few stood at the Super Bowl for lift every voice and sing. The Negro National Anthem. <laughs> Not a pretty picture of Super Bowl crowd. And you wonder who the fucking racists are. It gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. Now, 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 you here, boy. You come on down and you you stand for that song. Jesus, man. Motherfucker brought KFC. That guy looks like a fucking... <clears throat> he looks like a, a... Like, he looks like a guy mm-hmm. that they hired... To play the part of a racist Democrat politician. Yeah. Like he look like he's too perfect. This motherfucker, he This is a character, yeah. man. There's no way. Look at his haircut. Look at that. There's no way this is a real dude. This real man. Steve Cohen. Mm-mm. Can we say that? Is that not, is that isn't that like offend like do don't black people they don't like that? What? Being called Negroes, right? Well, I mean, it depends on which. Isn't it like just black people? It depends on the Negro you ask. I mean, some <laughs> Negroes have problems with it. Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious, man. Like that's no, not a that's like, not a modern term that you would use. Listen, but like, but that's the thing. It's like you know, some some of it's coming back. It's like, bro, why can't I'm we not, just? I don't even know no more. Bro, why can't we just call motherfuckers Americans? Yeah. Why can't we just be fucking regular people? Why can't well, we? Well, because just... not all Americans. And then steal. if like the dude happens to be black, and say, yeah, it's a black dude. Yeah. As a white dude. Mm-hmm. Like. Because all Americans don't steal. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Bro, you ain't ever been in a trailer park. You don't fucking understand. It's American on American crime, guys. Steal- stealing is not a, uh, a pigmented skin issue. <laughs> you never spent any time around the, the fucking. The trailer parks and shit. Bro. Yep. Everything gets stolen. You think, you, you think your bike got stolen fast when you were a kid? <laughs> Fuck. It did get stolen pretty quick, though. I mean, it was fucking... It was pretty, pretty fucking quick. Uh, but last thing, because I don't want nobody... Oh, you guys forget. How did you guys forget? Dark Brandon, man. What do you got? Anything on this fucking weird tweet, bro? Just like we drew it up, coming from the official Joe Biden account? I mean, look, dude. Here's the deal. Everybody's freaking out about this. They're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, dude, NFL scripted. It's all fucking fake and they're rubbing it in our faces. Uh, like, and normally, like, I would put my tinfoil hat on and I'd be like, fuck, holy shit, are they really? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> but like, bro, this is a fucking joke. Yeah. This is a joke mm-hmm. that they ran that did not land because, bro, the guy's so fucking senile and he's so uh, unable to connect with people or anybody. That people don't know if it's serious or not. Mm-hmm. And they what they're doing is they're trolling all these people who said, you know, that Taylor Swift's a fucking CIA uh, operative. And, Which is true. Hold on. I'm going to get to this. So, in all fairness, I read it as a troll. Mm-hmm. I read it as they were trolling, like, some smartass 
you know, leftist staffer saw it and said, this would be funny as fuck. And like, bro, if this is a troll, it is kind of funny because everybody fucking freaked out about it. But the problem is we really don't know if it's a troll because of how fucked up all the shit they're doing. So is this them actually trolling or is this them pretending to troll to basically show the world like to cover for the fact of what they're actually, you understand? Yeah. Hmm. Like, like, like when you say like just the stealing thing, right? Mm -hmm. you say, bro, you're always fucking stealing shit. Yeah. You know me, dude, I'm always stealing. I'm always <laughs> out here stealing. You see what I'm saying? Like it could be one of those things. Yeah. Like it could be a cover for, for like, you know, Maybe they are really doing shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, man. But, like, the the point, I read it initially as a troll. Mm -hmm. And the way people reacted to it, it did make me kind of laugh. Yeah. So I got to laugh at both sides with this. But, the, but, but, dude, I mean, I really do believe this guy's dismantling the country intentionally. And I think they're trying to put this joke out there to sort of, like, cover up. Ease it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What would you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, she... It was bad. It's not going to help him. Here's the bottom line. That did not help him. Yeah, in I would any way, that. shape, or form. Yeah, because dude, this, what this did just now is you just rubbed in the face of every single person that disagrees with you that all of this shit you're doing is intentional. It's intentional. Yeah, you exactly. rubbed it in their fucking face. They Even already is not. It solidified that belief, bro. Yeah, you. So you instead of unifying the country, it's just more division. Mm -hmm. And it's that's what the Black National Anthem's about too. It's mm -hmm. about dividing, 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 dividing. And this is not funny, especially considering the state of the country. And in my opinion, this is going to hurt him because yeah. this just makes people hate the people who didn't like him. Now they fucking hate him. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, Look you got people. Impressions that thing has. At the time of recording, it's 155 million. That's, yeah. And what are people saying about it? That's, um, that's almost half the country. Well, hold on. What are people saying about it? Oh, they're, they're, he's getting destroyed in the comments. Do bro. do people think it's funny and they think no. it's a troll, or are no, people, people pissed? Hate him. Yeah. So I mean, dude, it's a bad move because, bro, you've driven the country into the dirt, and people are pissed off, and they're sick of it, and they're frustrated, and they're angry, and they think you're a fucking traitor, which I personally believe as well. And so now you're rubbing it in people's face. Now I do believe it was meant to be a troll, but dude, even if it was a troll, you're still rubbing it in the face, like ha ha ha. Yeah, we. we no. That's some 22-year-old staffer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he'll probably get fired. <laughs> he'll probably get I, fired. I don't know. <laughs> it's not funny, dude. No. It's not fucking funny. And this could be the other thing, too. You know, people talk about these people worshiping Satan and shit, which I believe they do. Oh, there was a lot of that shit in the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, and, like, too. dude, one of the rules about being a Satanist when you do shit is you have to tell people what the fuck you're doing so that it removes the accountability for you to be held responsible for actually harming them. I told you. It's considered yeah. that they harm themselves. Mm. So if they warn you and say, hey, I'm the fuck, I'm just like we drew it up, and you walk right into it, that's on you, not on them. Mm -hmm. And that's how they uh, release themselves from accountability for actually... From causing harm. accountability. Yes. Yeah, 100%. So, like, dude, you know, there's yeah. a lot of theories about this. And it doesn't help the country. Like, if you want an example of why this man is terrible for the United States of America, this is it right here. Bro. Total tone-deaf shit, bro. Yeah, I mean, guys, tell us what you guys think. Let us. Know I mean, I don't comments. believe the NFL is scripted. Like, everybody keeps saying, oh, You don't NFL. think so? You think it is? I, think, I mean, I think... I, How the fuck do they script the NFL? Bro, easy. You how? Know, how, you know how many players that like got hurt yesterday from like fucking nothing? Very valuable key players that get out for nothing. Fucking the 49ers are dominating the entire fucking three quarters of the game and runtime and all. So you think this is just like WWE? I, I mean, listen, I haven't seen a, not, a lot of proof that says it isn't. Yeah, well, I would have to see a lot more proof to believe anything like to that. To believe that it is? Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, listen. I think people are getting a little too out there. Yeah? You think so? Yeah. That's my opinion. I, I, I haven't studied it in yeah. depth. Maybe there's a crazy 10-hour documentary that we could watch that's on BitChute that's nowhere else on the internet <laughs> that explains the entire thing. That's absolutely the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like other ones. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is... You gotta is watch that, it first. Yeah. yeah I'll find I it have to you. see it. Listen, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just know there's anytime there's money, there's going to be corruption. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Guys, tell us what you guys think. Yeah, I'd like to know. What do you guys think? How crazy are we today? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know down in the comments, guys. Yeah. Uh, speaking of comments, let's go cruise to them. We got cruise the comments. Uh, got two of them for you today. Oh, uh, cool. All right. This first one comes from at New York Jordan 90 underscore 1P. Uh, it says, bro, more Andy is always a positive. Any platform, any content. Hashtag Frycella. Oh, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, 2028. That's pretty um, cool. And then this uh, the second comment. Uh, and this guy's this re- in reference Andy had put out. Was it? A, did we do an official poll? Or was it kind of just let me know what you guys think about more content? Oh, I told the guys that I might go back to post on Instagram mm-hmm. because, you know, I feel like, I feel like the entrepreneurship space has gotten so diluted yeah. with so many fucking people that are just full of shit that I have an obligation, in my opinion, to show people What's the real? real stuff. Yeah, you know. So that was the that was the discussion we were having. Yeah, uh, and then the second one um, is from at Jason Roche eighteen eighty three. Says great show as always. Fire. Definitely start posting on IG again. Stories are okay, but as a follower, there's no good way to share your story. Posts make it uh posts make that much easier. All right. You get a lot of love out I there. I hear you. I hear you guys. Noted. Yeah. Noted. Look, man, I don't like doing all that. When I used to post, dude, I would I would get thousands of comments. Mm-hmm. And so I would have to be in the comments talking to people, and it would take me hours of my day. And if I do come back and post, there's I'm going to do something different. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I do feel the need to start sharing some stuff because I feel like so many people out here are sh- painting the wrong picture of success and what it's like to build something real and entrepreneurship. And I feel like this example has become so watered down that a lot of these younger entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs don't really know what it actually looks like, right? Yeah. And if they don't know what it looks like, how do they believe that it's possible? And so I do have an obligation to share more of that with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, I got to remember what it's like for the 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old Andy to see success. And so, you know, I am going to start sharing again, I think. Um, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it, but I do think people need to see it. And, you know, if you don't like it, then fucking look away. You know, if you don't like fucking winning, look the other way, because I fucking win at everything I fucking do. That's the truth, you know? And I don't do it easily. It's not easy for me. It's Nothing's easy for me. It's hard as fuck. But that's how I know you can do it, too, mm-hmm. because it's so hard for me. I I know you can do it. Like, one of the things that you got to understand about people that you ins- are inspired by is that if you got close to them and you understood how regular they actually were, you'd realize how... St- obtainable it is for you as well mm-hmm. you know they and burp, they fart just like anybody else bro it's people. listen bro everything's been hard for me nothing's been easy for me it's not i've never won easily i've never i've i'm very mediocre at everything that i do and i have to work really hard and do a lot of things to stay competitive and to be good at what i do and you know like just living on the live hard program a lot of people will say things like oh what are you trying to be like david goggins no motherfucker i'm trying to be good at what i do which is the same reason I tell you to do it. So you could be good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think people seeing success from someone who is just a regular person who's just fucking ground and ground and ground their way through life. I, I think that gives hope to people uh, that, that understand they don't really have anything special about them as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's real shit, man. So I don't know. I, I feel like we need more examples and I feel like I'm a good example in that regard and I do need. I have an obligation to start sharing a little bit more. Yeah, it's real shit, man. Well, guys, we appreciate you guys for commenting yeah. down there. Uh, appreciate you guys for being real ass fans. Uh, let's keep this cruise cruising. We got headline number two. Headline number two reads: Trump arrives in federal court in Florida for closed hearing in his classified documents case. Yeah, got a little fuckery going on. So let, let's let's dive into this. So uh, this is an AP News article reading. Uh, Former President Donald Trump arrived Monday morning at a federal courthouse in Florida for a closed hearing in his criminal case charging him with mishandling classified documents. The hearing was scheduled to discuss the procedures for the handling of classified evidence in the case, which is currently set for trial on May 20th. Trump faces dozens of felony counts accusing him of hoarding highly classified records at his Mar-a-Lago estate and obstructing FBI efforts to get them back. U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon expects to hear arguments in the morning from defense lawyers and in the afternoon from prosecutors, each outside of the other's presence. Uh, Quote, defense counsel shall be prepared to discuss their defense theories of the case 
in detail and how any classified information might be relevant or helpful to the defense, Cannon wrote in scheduling the hearing. Uh, Trump's motorcade arrived at the courthouse in Fort Pierce shortly after 9 a.m. The hearing is one of several voluntary court appearances that Trump has made in recent weeks. He was present, for instance, at appeals court arguments last month in Washington. As he looks to demonstrate to supporters that he intends to fight the four criminal prosecutions he faces while also seeking to reclaim the White House this November. Now, here's the thing. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. So, yeah, so Biden has the same thing going on. And they're not charging him. So uh, let's dive into this. So special counsel Robert Hur said he will not recommend charges against President Joe Biden for his handling of classified documents while out of office, despite finding evidence that Bifley, quote unquote, willfully retained materials, capping a year long investigation that loomed over the 2024 presidential election. Uh, And he drew a bright line with this uh, case against former President Donald Trump, who faces a criminal indictment for his handling of classified documents after he left office, saying that Trump refused to return his documents and, quote, obstructed justice. Trump has pleaded not guilty. Uh, Nonetheless, throughout the 388 page report, her painted a dim picture of the president, one that his political opponents immediately seized on as an elderly man with memory issues who could not remember when he finished his term as vice president or when his son, Bo, died. Quote, we conclude that no criminal charges are warranted in this matter, said Hur's report. Quote, we would conclude the same even if there was no policy against charging a sitting president. This was despite the fact that the special counsel, quote, uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified information after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen, the report said. Quote, these materials included one marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan and two notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods, said the report. Uh, The materials were found in the, uh, quote, the garage, offices and basement den in Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. Um, now, uh, the article continues saying, ultimately, Hur's office uh, felt that the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, this was the statement that put everybody uh, very, very on edge uh, with this president. Quote, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory the report said quote it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness um so so how exactly are the two cases different it's very very simple guys one's trump one's biden that's pretty much it. Um, now, a lot of people have been having some responses to this. Um, this article comes out. Uh, I believe this is AP as well. It says Biden faces his Comey moment. So this was Biden's response. I got the clip here. This is his response uh, to that report coming out. In addition, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or he passed away. A little Clint Eastwood action there. Um, we got Kamala saying she's ready to serve as uh, president if needed. Um, he even sent uh, the White House even sent their own counsel to the DOJ's office to try to figure out why exactly that is. But according to Rachel Maddow, it's OK because, you know, Biden's still fit because he can ride a bike. Andy, what do we got on all of this? Well, they're saying they can't prosecute him because he's mentally unfit. But then he's up there on the stage saying that he is perfectly mentally fit. Does it, does that mean that Biden can be prosecuted? Does that mean that he's saying he's he, saying he can't be prosecuted? That's what I'm saying. Right. So, which is it? That's my take on it, okay? And it also seems very strange and oddly coincidental 
that both of these situations are happening at the exact same time. It's almost like it's happening on purpose at the same time so that we can see how much corruption there actually is in our legal system and our government. Like a movie. It's, it does feel like a movie. Hmm. It does feel that way. There's a lot of moments here, and I'm not one of these people that buys into this, that this entire Grab your thing popcorn is shit. scripted. No, yeah. that's not how I, I don't believe that. But it does feel that way mm-hmm. when we have two exact cases that are exactly the same, and one of them is being handled a completely different way than the other one. And I think no matter who you vote for or who you believe, that should be concerning to people. And it's almost like that's happening at the exact same time to show people what the level of corruption really is. Mm-hmm. And I do think most people see it. So, um, my question is, who's trying to show it? Well, I don't know, I, dude. I don't. You think know that, what I'm saying? I don't. Like... I think it's a coincidence. But you know, a lot of people think differently, and nobody really knows what's going on here. But it is oddly coincidental to have these exact mirror cases mm-hmm. happening at the exact same time, and one is being held. Um, one is being held up under one light and one a completely different light under two different sets of rules when Lady Justice is supposed to be blindfolded. Well, no, that also too, bro, nobody's mentioning the fact that in President Trump's case, he was a president. He can declassify anything. Yeah. Biden does not have the same privileges. Right, because he wasn't president. He was not president, right? right? And so like, and nobody's even talking about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like, listen, there's just a lot here. And, you know, and as that as this report's coming out and all these people jumping in back on it, it also apparently just bumped his head on Marine One while they're trying to debate his mental fitness. You know, so it's just like, well, look, man, how I read that whole thing. I mean, let's be real. They put him out there to struggle in front of the whole entire country because they're done with him. They put him out in front of the country. They wanted him to struggle. They knew he would struggle. They knew it would expose himself. And what it's really exposed is that people are understanding that this man has not been in charge the entire time. Mm. It's been a conglomerate of other people, which I believe Barack Obama, I mean, Barack Obama talks about this. There's an interview floats around. We could throw it in here right now. People would ask me, knowing what you know now, do you wish like you had a a, a third term? Um, And I I used to say, you know what, If, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. Okay, there it is. Um, where he talks about he didn't want to serve a third term of president, but he would like to be the guy in the background with the earpiece in. Right. Well, yeah, he couldn't legally serve. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's what's yeah. happening here. I don't think anybody doubts that that's what's happening mm-hmm. here. And so we have a bunch of people who have captured the White House and installed some guy who is totally unfit for office, but the perfect fall guy for the destruction of America in many different ways. Because when you destroy America. If this man was up there and he looked like Gavin Newsom and he spoke like Gavin Newsom, people would not give him the benefit of the doubt. They wouldn't say, hey, this guy's just senile, he's old, he's well-meaning, he's an elderly guy. And that's what's giving him the pass for the disruption and the damage that he's creating. People on the left who are not in on it, so to speak, they're not that far progressive communist type person. They're just Democrats or left-leaning people that want to, you know, have a life and be left alone. Those people are now seeing that it's very clear that this man is not running things. All right. So we have to ask why, why is that? Mm-hmm. Why are, why are they showing that? And it's because they want to get rid of them. Um, and, and they want people to give him the pass, right? Like, dude, if, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if we took a We've fuck, said this multiple times. If we took a mentally competent person and they destroyed and dismantled America the way that Biden has, people would call for his head on a fucking stake. But because he's old and he's senile, people give him a pass. Yep. And so the people who are on the left who are Democrats that are not, like, in on the play, those people are not freaking out because they're like, man, he's just old. I agree what he's doing is messed up. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation with people on the left. They're like, dude, he's a piece of shit. We get it. 
but Trump's not any better. Like that's where they always go is to Trump. They can't criticize. They can't take accountability for the state of the country without bringing it back to Trump, which is unfortunate. But the truth of the matter is, is like, dude, this guy is the perfect fall guy. Yeah. Okay. And they've destroyed a lot of what needed to be destroyed and they don't need him anymore because they got the, us on the path of demoralization and destabilization which are two of the communist priorities. So, hmm. uh, that's what I think. I think he's the perfect fall guy. I think they put him in. I think there's a lot of people behind the, behind the scene pulling the strings. I mean, KJP fucking runs his Twitter. She tweeted a tweet from her Twitter that was supposed to be on his Twitter and vice versa a few different times. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. like, you know, like, these people have decided that they are the moral authority, that they know the way, and they don't give a fuck if the average American disagrees. They don't care if the people who... Uh, are you know out here in the real world suffer they want their way and they're going to get their way and that's what we're dealing with and now they're done with this guy because he's damaged the country in the way that he needed to damage it and now they're looking to bring in someone else and they're probably going to bring in someone else like who's going to destroy the country worse that you know can be protected in another way like for example if kamala would become president because joe gets removed you won't be able to criticize her otherwise you're a racist otherwise you're a misogynist otherwise you're sexist otherwise you're this you're that you're this so there's other ways to protect her that there are not with joe biden you mm -hmm. see what i'm saying yeah so but but really dude i don't think culture gives a fuck about that stuff anymore i think people are over this shit i think they understand what's going on you know when people have a hard time eating and a hard time paying their bills and you people come out and say misogyny and racist and bigotry. People are like, fuck you, man. Mm -hmm. Like they only care about that shit when things are good and they can eat and they're not starving. Now people are like, bro, we're not falling for that shit anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. But I think they're done with him, And I think they put him out there on purpose to look like the way he looked and to show his mental instability. Can we get a prediction? I mean, cause, I mean, obviously... You know, this being the election year, I mean, how how soon? I feel like if they're getting rid of him, it has to be soon, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it has to be soon. They, they're like, they can't wait until like the very well, last. Well, I mean, minute. look, dude, when did all the chaos happen in 2020? March. It happened in March. March. I think we're approaching the time hmm. where the chaos is about to be cranked up. Yeah. And I think it's going to be along the similar timeline. I would be very surprised if we don't have some major disturbances happen in the next 60 days. Hmm. You know, remember, dude, when COVID came along, we were all just doing our thing, bro. We were all just doing our thing. We were working. Next day, world will shut down. Yeah. They, like, like we all think it can't happen again. We all think they won't do it again. They will do it again. And the reason they'll do it again is because everybody complied the first time without hesitation. You know how many people wore masks? Like, I was very vocal about this, and so were you. We were talking about how if you wore a mask and you didn't believe in it, you were actually contributing to the major problem of showing that everybody was on board with it. Mm -hmm. and, and bro, most people that wore the mask, they didn't believe in it, all right? And so what that did was that created a perception that everybody was on board, which emboldened the tyrants, all right? So that compliance was very damaging over the long haul because it made people believe that the numbers were with that when the numbers were not with that. Yeah. And so whatever happens this next time, whatever they decide to do, it's going to be very important that if people don't agree with it, that they don't comply with it. Otherwise, we're going to end up in a similar situation and they're going to disrupt the world. You know, they tried to bring back the pandemic narrative back in September and everybody said, fuck you. And what happened to the narrative? It went away. It went away. Okay. So we, the people have the power, but it's going to come from peaceful noncompliance. When they bring in whatever bullshit they're going to bring in, we have to all stick together and say, no. We're not fucking doing that. And if they do that, it'll be dead in the water and their plan won't work. Yeah, they, but, gotta, they, gotta have, they have to have fear. Yeah, that's right. They and they're going to bring fear, bro. They're going to try to scare everybody. And they're also going to make you afraid to stand up against it because they're going to shame you like they did last time. You know, oh, you're a grandma killer. You don't care about people. I thought you cared about people. You're a selfish fuck. You want to keep your business open. You want to keep your people employed. Fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, bro, that's a tremendous amount of pressure. But I didn't lay off one single person during COVID. Every sing there wasn't one single motherfucker that worked for my companies that took a single dollar less than it would have normally taken. I protected my people. I stood up for my people. I stood up to all you fucking fucks who came after me. 
And I'm going to do it again. And the rest of you better be ready to do it this time too. And if you went along with the mask last time, when you didn't actually believe it was real, you need to make that correction this time around, whatever that is. You need to find your backbone and you stand the fuck up. Because the only thing that's actually going to fix this is the mass majority of people saying, no, we're not fucking doing that. And then not do it. Yeah, and then not doing it. And that's what needs to happen. That's real, man. Guys, jump in on this conversation down in the comments. Let us know what you guys think. With that being said, let's get to our third and final headline. Uh, headline number three. It's a quickie. Um, but I don't know how this got missed, but this is a really, really big deal, and I just wanted to get your insights on this. This uh, headline reads, Republican Senator J.D. Vance warns of hidden impeachment clause buried in $95 billion Ukraine and Israel aid package that he says could backfire on Donald Trump if he's elected. Now, we covered this the other day where the Senate passed this uh, this this emergency funding uh, bill, uh, single-cause bill that they passed just last week. Um, but buried in there, apparently, is something very, very dangerous that uh, J.D. Vance has uncovered and is now blowing the whistle on. So let's dive into this. Uh, Senator J.D. Vance is warning that the Senate's $95 billion foreign aid package could imperil a future Donald Trump presidency. The massive bill, if passed, would provide funding for Ukraine until 2025, effectively handcuffing the next president nine months into his term. And if Trump wins the presidency and then tries to cut funding to Ukraine, he could be impeached, according to Vance. The highly debated deal would provide over $15 billion for Ukraine's military and security financing that would not expire until September 30th, 2025. Vance, uh, who's out of Ohio, is vehemently opposed to the bill, uh, is making a last-ditch attempt to get Republicans to vote no in a memo Monday to all GOP lawmakers in the House and Senate. Trump has been outspoken about ending the conflict within 24 hours should he take office. So if he ends funding to Ukraine any earlier than that, it would set him up for a potential impeachment, argues Vance. Uh, Representative Matt Gates out of Florida also wrote on X, uh, quote, J.D. is correct. This bill is an impeachment trap. Uh, the supplemental represents an attempt by the foreign policy blob deep state to stop President Trump from pursuing his desired policy. And if he does so anyways, to provide grounds to impeach him and undermine his administration, Vance wrote in a letter obtained by DailyMail.com. If the bill passes, ensuring the funding uh, for Ukraine until 2025 and Trump attempts to stop the funding before that date, partisan Democrats would seize on the opportunity to impeach him once again. Um, the $95 billion bill cleared a key procedural hurdle in the Senate on Sunday and is expected to be passed later this week. Um, its fate is uncertain in the House as Republicans are divided on whether to send more money to Ukraine. Um, and we all remember when Trump was impeached back in 2019 um, over a very similar uh, hurdle, fine print and bills. Yeah. And what do you what do you got on this, man? I mean, look, I think they're going to do I think this is what I've been saying. I don't I don't think they're going to allow this guy to go back into office. I think that people that want Trump to be the president, they're going to have to understand, which, by the way, I'm one of those people. I don't like everything Donald Trump does. Yeah. But what we got going on is fucking ridiculous and it needs to stop. And the re and there needs to be accountability for a lot of things that have happened. That's the truth. And I don't know that Trump will do that. That's one of my main gripes with him. Um, but the, the idea is that. You know, they're trying to create a situation where this guy can't get in. And he, I don't, like, people think they're just going to vote this guy back in. I don't think that's going to be allowed. I don't think, I think they're going to pull every single thing that they can to keep him out. And they feel justified in doing so because they think that this guy is the fucking devil. Mm -hmm. And they, they've convinced the population that doesn't like him of the same fact that this guy is the devil and that any means necessary are allowed to keep him out. And that's not okay. That's not what this country was founded upon. That's not what this country is about. That's not what we're supposed to have here. And I believe that if people want this man to be president, like I said on the last show, there's going to come a time where there's going to be a line drawn in the sand and people are going to have to ask themselves what kind of bullshit are they willing to tolerate? Because I don't think they're going to allow him to win an election. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to cheat blatantly in our faces. I think we're going to see a situation where the mask of communism completely comes off and they say, yeah, it is what it is. What are you going to do about it? And people are going to have to ask themselves, what are they going to do? 
You know what I'm saying? What, what is it? What do you think it means when they start like? Because to me, this is almost like foreshadowing, bro. Yeah, you're putting in safeguards because, like, bro, if Trump runs this election, that's gonna probably be the one of the first things he fucking. Bro, does. these people are insane. But does that show you? Like, I mean, are they showing their cards? Like, are they really afraid that he's actually gonna win this? Like, do they? Is that them showing that? Like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I you think, know what I'm saying. I think there's so many people who have decided they're gonna vote for Donald Trump that. They can't cover the gap with just cheating. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be able to do it because I think he's the dude's going to get a hundred fucking million votes or more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I, I actually think he got way more than what they claimed last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you can't argue with real world evidence. Like people like to say, like, look, dude, there's this thing called asses and seats. Okay. Like you can tell if someone has real influence by asses and seats. All right. I've been a, I've been a speaker for a long time, which I'm fucking retired from now. You'll never see me do another fucking event again. I'm not doing that shit no more. Uh, I do my own events, but that's it. Um, But like in that world, there's a phrase, asses in seats. Do you put asses in seats or are you full of shit? Mm -hmm. And Trump Trump puts asses in seats. Trump puts people in the fucking crowd. And... um. When you see, you know, leading up to the election, like we saw in 2020, for 30 days, 100,000 people show up to see this dude, and this other guy can't even fill up a gym uh, at a high school, that's a very real indicator of the asses and seats effect and who is actually the people's champion. You know, Trump spoke this weekend, and there were fucking tens of thousands of people that showed up. You know, you don't see that for anybody else. You don't see that for Joe Biden. And that's not, that's not, fake that's real shit and so i think whenever you know when i think he'll do the same thing i think he did those events leading up to 2020 to optically show people that he had the following he says he has Mm -hmm. and i think he's going to do it again and i think what's going to happen is they're going to cheat and if they can't cover the gap and he actually gets in they're going to pull out every single stop that they can to get this guy out and it's going to cause all kinds of turmoil and really, dude, if Trump gets in, he needs to clean house with these motherfuckers because, dude, Americans are tired of living in turmoil. We don't deserve to live the way that we're living. We don't deserve to have our lives filled with so much division and so much hate and so much drama and so much anxiety over this one fucking man because he's not part of their club. So we have to we have to be prepared for what's about to happen. And these people are criminals. They're fucking cheats. They're liars. They're willing to... I mean, dude, how the fuck does this guy get an $83 million judgment against him when all that happened were her feelings got hurt? Right, right. They're you know what I'm saying? To bury him. Yeah, that's, and it's yeah. insane. And because if they do it to him, they're going to do it to anybody that stands up against them. You know, them giving Rudy Giuliani a fucking nine-figure penalty for court. Alex Jones gets a multi-billion dollar punitive judgment. These are, these are fucking insane levels of of corruption happening. These are examples being yes, made. Yes, these are examples yeah. being made so people are afraid to stand up. And that's what J6 was about. That's what all this shit's about. And so people are going to have to get brave. People are going to have to get bold. And they're going to have to be willing to stand up and say, we're not fucking doing this anymore with you fuckers. And that's what I hope happens. Yeah. So, yeah. guys, jump in on this conversation down in the comments. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, with that being said, let's get to our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. This is where we bring a headline up. We talk about it. We get one of those two options. Um, with that being said, let's get into this. You like, uh, you know, we watch Kill Tony here. Yeah. Kill Tony is a great show. Um, one of his rising stars, this guy right here, I think you've seen a little bit of him too, uh, David Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting some heat right now. What do you do? Well, first of all, you know that Tony's a flaming uh, conservative. Okay. And I think he's been converting some people, and I think he's converted David Lucas. But now David Lucas is getting some flack, but handles it beautifully. Here's the headline. Uh, Must watch. Comedian cracks epic George Floyd joke triggered audience members leave. I like Kyle Rittenhouse, too. (laughs) You fucking, like, listen, I love this guy. And I love him even more after watching this. So uh, at a recent show, comedian David Lucas offended several audience members by telling a joke about George Floyd, causing them to angrily storm out of the venue. Um, Let's just watch. Let's watch the clip. Here's the clip. You want to show them the reason George Floyd got his neck nailed on. (laughs) 
Don't ooh at that joke. It's just a joke, man. I would have never kneeled on George Floyd's neck. I would have shot that nigga. That was <laughs> making us look. It's called comedy, nigga. How many more black fans I gotta hit that might leave? Oh, good shit, man. I got, I got. Cause nigga, I was just warming up with that George Floyd shit. <laughs> You ready to go? All right, baby. Okay. All right, you offended too, baby, with the braids? Right. You offended too? God damn, man, fuck. Y'all good? Or y'all about to... Oh, I'm... I like Kyle Rittenhouse too. <laughs> I like Kyle Rittenhouse too. You too, bro? God damn, bro. Oh, but you fuck with me a little bit, right? Uh, see that in yeah. <laughs> That guy yeah, had to go because his chick damn, went. That nigga don't even want to go, but his Ron leaving. That's right. <laughs> he don't even want to go. He like, man, I don't like George Floyd either, man. That nigga, that nigga had fitting up. God damn, you got to stoop low for a joke. George Floyd would have robbed you too, bitch. <laughs> I mean, where's the fucking lie? Listen, that's what comedy is. Where, hold on, where's the lie? I don't... Where's the lie? The dude's telling the truth. The motherfucker died from a fucking fentanyl overdose. That is a fucking scientific motherfucking fact. Okay? Now you could get your feelings hurt and you could scream and you can cry and you could burn shit down like you did. But at the end of the day, he's not lying. He's not lying. Okay? And so, dude, it is what it is. Yeah. You know? I just love I love seeing more people just stand up to saying, like, no. Are you leaving? Cool. Yeah. You know, bro, like, the the whole pouting. The whole pouting, getting up, and I'm leaving, and fuck you. Bro, it doesn't work anymore. Who cares? And guess what? You're not getting your money back either. You yeah. already paid for the tickets. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, bro, there's, it's absurd shit. Yeah. It's absurd. No, this dude's going to be awesome. It's right crazy now. that people can't stop and just, like, acknowledge the, the actual reality. Like, dude, mm -hmm. we see this with COVID, too. Like, there's still people that cannot acknowledge that this was fucking way overblown and that it was used and propagated to remove the middle class from the middle class and, and to cause all these and to bro one of these pharma owners i just heard i was at a super bowl deal and and i don't know if this is true or not but i believe and i was told this that that one of these pharma owners built two fucking yachts and he named one of them covid and one of them 19 no shut the fuck yes up. that's what i was told last night and i haven't seen it on the internet i was i didn't look it up it could be made up shit but, like, this is... That's fucked up. Yeah, if it's true, it's fucked up. But... You should have named it round one and then the other one booster. No, listen, dude. These people don't give a fuck. That's fucked up. Yeah, the, we were... Pre we, we are the fucking parasites. We are the sheep. We are the people that they use to get wealthy. They don't care about us. We, we have to stop believing that any of these people care about us. They do not fucking care. That is reality. All right? And it's upsetting to me... That even after all this time, when all this information has come out, that people cannot admit that. Mm -hmm. They cannot say, shit, man, these people played me. They played us. They took all this shit from us. And fuck them. Instead, they're still turning towards people who are calling out the truth and saying, you're a piece of shit. Shame on you. That Dude, what, if, what the fuck are we doing? No. No. Yeah, anyway. That's fucked up, man. This is Thumbs up to David Lucas. Yeah, I'm giving a thumbs up. I'd like to meet yeah, this guy. I, like I want to meet him. Come on the show, bro. Yeah. I love the guy. I think he's fucking He's funny awesome. as fuck, dude. Mm -hmm. He's got a bunch of good stuff out. So I think he's actually going to be going on tour. Well, uh, this doing, is great pub, pub for him. You yeah. know, every time one of the, like, bro, listen, the pendulum, is gonna grow the pendulum of culture has yeah. swung. When comedy is back to, like, doing stuff like this, it's a sure sign that the culture has swung. When Bud Light loses $25 billion in market cap, it's a sign that culture has swung, okay? So this act and this progressive pouting and temper th tantrum throwing and 
I'm going to cancel you. You fucking people don't have the power anymore to cancel fucking anyone. Mm -hmm. So everything you do like this, all you do is make people famous. Like, this guy's going to be more famous because of this. Mm -hmm. That's why his audience yeah. is going to fucking grow. And, like, dude, all you businesses out there running these woke businesses with all your woke shit on the inside of your company, you're going to lose all your people. You're going to lose all your employees. You're going to lose all your customers. And don't ask me how to how to turn around a woke brand that bought into the propaganda because I never did and I don't know. I positioned myself along my value system, which is how the fuck you're supposed to do things. And it just so happens that I picked the right path. Like I told you to four fucking years ago. Mm -hmm. I said the biggest thing coming next, I said this over and over again, the biggest thing coming next in business is that people are going to want to start pro-America, pro pro-freedom companies, people that stand for the values of the of the country. That's what the fuck they're going to support. And guess where we are? We're almost there. And so all you guys that are running all these ads, doing all this woke shit, you better start thinking about it, bro, because customers are going to bail on your shit. We're seeing it left and right. Like how many times are we seeing with these apparel companies now, you know, like re as of recent, within the last year, they're putting like a dude out there in female clothes, right? And then they're getting fucking destroyed. Destroyed. So like, dude, you gotta you gotta read the culture of where it is. And better off, you should just always stand for what you believe and you won't have any fucking problems. But this is marketing for all these companies. You know, them promoting 380 pound fucking fitness models, that's marketing. That's marketing. These people don't give it. These people, those people that do that shit do not give a fuck about overweight people being included. Mm -hmm. In fact, if they actually cared about people, they would care enough to say, hey, man, you're overweight. You're going to fucking die. So we got to we got to fix that. All right. Let me help. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Right. The, the, these companies that promote all this woke shit, they give this is all about money. This is about what was popular, what was cool, and you shouldn't support any of these companies. Like, you should never spend a dollar with any of these companies that do this shit, and you should be spending your dollars with companies who have always stayed true to who the fuck they were through all the bullshit, because you know what? You can trust those companies because you can tell that they have a fucking backbone and they don't bend over when the fucking mood of the room changes. This is who the fuck we are, this is what we believe, and that's something that people want to support. And those are the companies that you should be supporting, not these woke ass. I'm, I'm excited to watch all these woke companies try to turn their shit around. How are you going to turn around when you've built your whole bait? Like, you know, you get it's what I'm saying? It's, like, yeah. bro, look at what Bud Light did in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Look what they did. They fucking completely turned around their brand shit. It was all masculine dudes. It was all masculine, like famous people. Uh, fucking, you know, if it was messy in the Michelob, Michelob ad. Dan, uh, uh, Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, like it's all these big stud guys, right? Who are masculine and bro, Man's they've switched. Yeah. They've switched. And I told you this was coming years ago and y'all fucking laughed at me. And I told you to get ahead of the curve and you didn't. And now you're fucked. So it's going to be fun watching some of these people try to figure it out. And the only reason they have to figure it out is because they pandered when they should have stuck to what they actually believed in. Yeah. That's real shit, man. Well, shout out to Dave, David Lucas, man. Yeah. Good job, bro. Yeah, it's fucking funny as fuck, and it's true. <laughs> and it is what it is. And if you don't like it, tough shit. Go look and see what actually happened. It's real shit, man. Well, guys, yeah. Andy, that's all I got. Yep. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no headshot, case closed. Close.